0: In episode one of the Personal Best Podcast, we recorded an episode called A Beginner's Guide to the Gym. It still stands as one of our most popular episodes. But here's the thing, we were really very average at podcasting back then. So, we want to do a redo. This time, in three parts. A Beginner's Guide to Exercise. Beginner's Guide to Nutrition. And a Beginner's Guide to Recovery.
1: Bart likes to ramble from time to time, that's no surprise at all, but so in this series I've been given a license to interject, clarify, repeat anything that Bart has said and stand place as one of the laymen to help you beginners out there get Bart's information into your brain.
0: If you are a beginner, do not tune out. There is information here that is suitable for everyone. If you have someone in your life that doesn't know where to start their health and fitness journey or just needed to kick up the bum, share this episode with them immediately we yeah. Welcome to the Personal Best Podcast powered by Jets Australia. My name is Bart and to my left is my co-host for today. It
1: is Jacob Kettle. Good morning guys. Something you should know is this isn't a regular episode of the Personal Best Podcast. We're taking a step back and going back to where we began in trying to help the beginner to the gym. This was the first episode we did, Mm -hmm. but we like to ramble. We didn't know how to podcast (laughs) at the time. We'd probably talk twice as much as we needed to and not as concise. Uh So we thought, let's go back to what... Most people want to know mm-hmm. uh, that's been probably one of the most popular episodes and refine it, retune it, get the 2023 version out there and yes. um, help the beginner. So if you regularly listen to this podcast, stick along, but mm-hmm. you've, you might have heard it. We're going to go back to basics for this one. 100%. And we're going to
0: keep things pretty simple because one thing that I always have to continually teach myself, particularly for beginners, is to start slow and start small right if we just give you the whole kitten caboodle the odds of you doing the kitten or caboodle are very slim so we're going to take things back as jacob said and start slow so this episode is for the person who is new to exercise or perhaps exercised in the past has fallen off the wagon and now doesn't know where to start and if we're talking about what you want to achieve with your health and fitness goals what we're going to talk about is very general you'll look a bit better you'll perform a bit better and you'll feel a lot better too um so If you are new, my recommendation is to listen to the episode and then follow the show. The way I like to think about how this podcast works is that every week you get a new piece of the puzzle that sort of fits in to where you need it. And it's hard to get all these pieces in the puzzle in one episode. So follow the show, listen to the episodes that are coming up, past episodes, to start painting that picture for you. And the way we're going to approach this episode is we're talking all about exercise. We'll do nutrition and recovery in later episodes, and I want to split this uh, episode up, Jacob, into three parts. Okay. The first, the first is philosophy. Yep. We're, we're going to get a little bit esoteric. Yep. Yep. It's, um, it's good to know the overarching themes, and I want to get them across to you. We're then going to talk about the program, what we, what, we, what, we, what we expect you to achieve in sort of the next three months, and then the workouts in particular, what exactly we want you to do week on week to start off on the right foot um, in the gym. We'll start with philosophy. Okay. Okay. So one thing I want you to understand is that fitness is a lifelong journey. The way you move, the way you feel, the way you perform, the way you look is going to be with you until the day that you pass away. And so if we take time now, slowly, to invest our time and our efforts into uh, leveling up this system, this process, we're not only going to see good results, but we're going to see those results last a long time. And so what often happens is newbies come to the gym, they're really motivated, which is awesome. It's a great energy to feed off. But they come into the gym and they train five days a week. They barely take a rest day. You know, they eat very little. And then within two or three weeks time, we don't see them again because their motivation has dipped. They've burnt themselves out within the first two weeks. So just understand that fitness is a lifelong journey. And what we're trying to do initially is to build habits. We want you to make fitness, nutrition and recovery an essential part of your life so you don't have to think about it. And then all of a sudden, keeping the weight that you want, looking the way that you want to look is it's second
1: nature. Yep, right? And make it enjoyable as well. You want to get the early steps and the early information so you actually enjoy it. It's not just a punishment. You'll get to the stage where you might start off and you think, oh, I have to go to the gym, I'll get to this point. But you, we want you to get to the stage where you, when you don't go for a day, 100%. you go, I feel like I haven't completed my day.
0: And that's really poignant for advanced lifters and advanced people at the gym too because sometimes we get stuck in the in the world if i need to do this i need to progress this i need to eat these calories when you know it's actually just really fun to rip into some bicep curls and play on the monkey bars a little bit fun is an important part uh, of, of the entire journey that's that's for true and if you're in this game to lose a bit of weight let's just say your your bmi is quite large and, and you know you need to lose weight have a think about how long it took you to get to this point how long it took you to put, to, to put this weight on up until now. And then knowing that, have a think about how long you think realistically that would take to get that weight off. I can guarantee you it's not in six or, or, or eight weeks' time. What I have seen is people get really fast results, but they don't keep them because the faster you get them, the less time you have to build these habits, which is why the recommendations we're going to make today might seem simple, but they need to be. Because yep. I want you to own them and, and create them as a habit uh, for you. And what's going to help you above anything is consistency over time. Right? It doesn't have to be perfect consistency. You don't need to always get your workout in at this time on this day. Life happens and, and things happen. But if we can find a way to get you consistent in the gym and with your nutrition and with your recovery, that's how we're going to build these habits. And I like to think about it as a lot of people, and I'm sure there's a lot of you out there that think this as well, they'll go, look Bart, I'm either on the wagon or I'm off the wagon. I'm either all in or I'm all out. I want to start a new movement, and that's burn the wagon. That wagon is rubbish. I would rather you walk. It's slower, but I can guarantee you that you won't fall off. You'll always keep moving forward. And that's why we're starting slow. That's why we're starting simple. And one last thing on philosophy, before we get into the nitty-gritty, right? Um, You have to embrace change. If you're in a place where your health really needs to take a shift, or you really want to make some moves with your health and fitness goals, your current lifestyle isn't doing that for you. So there's going to have to be some changes that might be a bit uncomfortable initially, but I can guarantee you as a guy who's been through it time and time again, who's taken thousands of people through it time and time again, the things that become uncomfortable at the start become comfortable later on, and that's where habit is built and that's where our body changes through these small dis- discomforts i um i'm a I'm a big believer in choice I've talked about choice a lot on on the podcast, but I think it's very poignant you know you can all you need to do is make some good choices consistently for your body to change, and everything in front of you is a choice. <clears throat> there are thousands of doors that are in front of you all you have to do is choose to open one and then open another and open another. So don't forget about that power.
1: Yeah, and we're not telling you to do everything all at once. Sometimes we give like the broad fitness, nutrition, recovery, all that thing, all those things, but you might think that's a bit too much. And as, as a beginner, like Bart's very into all this, I'm into all this mm. all at once, but that one step, just mm. the one bit of information, that one change is stepping forward into that change. So you don't have to take all of this all at once, mm. But a step in the right direction is always good.
0: Hundred percent. And if you're if you're not exercising, someone's not exercising at the moment, one rep is progress. One single rep that week is better than you did last week. So. I've always
1: I've always looked at people beginning in the gym and gone, Uh, I'm envious of you because you got so much like. Oh, ahead yeah. to change you got so much ahead of you baby and there is, there is a beautiful thing that
0: happens if you've never done health and fitness before there is a concept called newbie gains newbie gains which is which, uh, it is and enjoy it it lasts for maybe six months perhaps maybe a little bit longer but because your body is so deconditioned and not used to lifting weights or doing exercise your body changes really fast we just want to make sure that we're building the right habits so your, ch- your body changes fast within that time but then the body uh, consistently changes thereafter because that's where a lot of people sort of see Uh, a bit of a plateau and so what i want to do now is is move into your into the program right and when i say program um in this instance it's sort of the next three months so i like to chunk up our fitness calendar into what i call phases or or blocks and um and for this for all intents and purposes today we're just going to talk about three month blocks so the first 12 weeks and then the 12 weeks thereafter focusing on those first 12 weeks and the ideal situation here right from the outset if you're starting and you have the, the financial backing get a coach get someone who can meet you understand you understand your movement patterns and then design a program that will suit your body and where you're at in your fitness level that is the gold standard and the gold star right and don't overlook it because it's expensive a lot of our coaches in particular in jets they have different tiered systems you don't have to see them once a week but they could even just write the programming for you or see you once a month or just do some technique checks. That is always going to be the gold standard, even in the world of AI. So they tone in on the first three months, the first twelve weeks. I consider this your prep, right? If you're if you want to run a marathon, Jacob, if you wanted to run a marathon, I wouldn't say, Hey, let's do it tomorrow. No. You wouldn't just dive in and go for it. We would we'd train for it.
1: We would train. We'd build up to that point. We we
0: we'd prepare for it. And I want you to take this mindset into your exercise for the next three months. All we're doing is preparing your body and building your foundation to add more volume, add more sets and reps, add more workout days after that. All right. And what we're trying to do is search for what's called the minimal effective dose. And so if you've never exercised before, the minimal effective dose is very small. It might just be 10 body weight squats. And that might be enough for your body to progress, to change. If we hit the minimal effective dose, like... Jacob mentioned before, it gives us room to move. If we just go into the gym and thrash ourselves for for an hour on end, how do we know what's working? How do we know what's not? How do we progress that? Do we have to thrash ourselves for an hour and a half? That's not what we want for you at this point. The minimal effective dose will change your body and that's what we're trying to do. And within these first twelve weeks I want you to focus on building strength and learning movements. So strength is our foundation, that's how we consider it here at JETS. If you have a higher strength threshold, your cardio will be better, your capacity will be better, your your potential to learn new skills will be better. And so if we know we can get you stronger in the exercises we prescribe you, some really good things are happening in your body, even if your aesthetic changes aren't there just yet. So the focus for the first 12 weeks is strength and learning new skills. When we look at exercises in the gym, there's low barrier to entry, medium barrier to entry and higher barrier to entry exercises. The higher barrier to entry exercises require a bit of skill and we have to learn that. If I want to learn how to... If I want want to knit, I don't just pick up some knitting needles and some wool and start smashing them together. Gendering
1: it out as you go. Absolutely.
0: Um, No, I'd I'd probably get someone to help me or watch a video on YouTube or whatever and learn that skill. It's the same with stuff like a squat a deadlift, a bench press, an overhead press, just about anything, all of them are skill based so I want you to think about these first twelve weeks as learning these skills you don 't need to perfect them you don't need to master them. I just want you to learn them and then what you'll what you'll slowly learn over time is that you never master them like i'm still working on my deadlift i 'm still working on my squat, and I will forever be working on those those uh that technique uh, and those strength competencies and forever because yep. because that That is the growth mindset. That is what will get us results, always looking for better. So minimal effective dose, focus on strength and learning new exercises, and begin building habits, right? We need to start building habits. And there's a whole lot, I don't know if you've heard this before, but there's a whole heap of facts of like, you know, it takes 27 days to build a habit or 66 days to build a habit. Yep. Heaps of 10, those
1: hours to become advanced, whatever else. <laughs> yeah,
0: something like that, eh? But it takes a little while. It, it takes a long time.
1: It does. But if you get those early steps and learning before, I, I, I was one that probably just went into the gym and figured it out as I'm going. But if you know or if you looked it up before you've stepped foot into the gym, you're saving yourself... Months in advance of time. Oh, 100%. Or figuring it out on your own.
0: And there are parts of that
1: that are part of the journey.
0: You know, there are some things you need to learn the hard way. That's it. But, you know, that's, a, but that's why we're here. You know, we're, we're here to do all the dumb stuff for you so you can progress a lot faster and be a lot healthier. So if we keep those three things in mind, here are the expected results in the first 12 weeks. Uh, increased strength on all exercises. So we're lifting more weights. Um, um, your body, Your body weight might drop a little bit but I don't expect it to change very much. I don't really want it to change very much. What I often see is that the weight, your overall weight will drop a little bit, um, but you'll see yourself getting stronger. You'll see your muscles changing and shaping. Your composition is shaping. Because when we look at that number on the scale, remember, it's your muscle, it's your water, it's in your body, it's your bones, it's your fat. It's your entire being in that number. And what happens is that we often build a bit of muscle and lose a bit of fat at the first... uh, at the same time within these first few months and so that means if we build a kilo of muscle and lose a kilo of fat our weight stays the same so from a coach's point of view if the number on the bar is going up if you're getting stronger and your weight is staying at about the same place or even just a, dropping a little bit we are preparing ourselves very well so that's what i expect to happen with your weight and you'll feel your you might feel your clothes fitting a bit different you might feel your muscles shaping a little bit different and that's what we're after um, but, in terms of overall weight loss, even if you know you need to lose forty, fifty, sixty kilos, these first three months of prep we 're preparing your body for for the fat loss to come, or the muscle gain to come, depending on what your goal is. we 're building the foundation. And then sort of in the next next few months, three to six months, that 's when we can put the pedal down. We can talk about that uh, at a later date. In fact, if you just sort of listen to listen to the podcast week after week, you 'll catch on what to do wi- with your training thereafter. But it's in that time where you'll see that the more drastic weight loss, the more drastic aesthetic changes, and that's when we can really push the needle on those goals. We can't push the needle uh, until we build a foundation. No.
1: And it's not necessarily that's what's going to happen. You might be t- someone, Bart was mainly talking about someone that's going to lose a lot of weight. You might be very skinny first ch- time in the gym. You might might be the complete opposite. You might be putting yeah. weight heaps of weight on to start with.
0: <coughs> it's a, it's, a sa- it's the same preface, right? Yeah. We don't want to throw everything all at the wall at once because at the end of the day you'll have all this pasta that's on the wall and you won't know which one works, which one's this, <laughs> you know. That's a good image. So that's what to expect in the, sort of the the 12 weeks thereafter. I want to move into the workouts. So yep. we've, we've had that high arching philosophy. We understand that the first 12 weeks is about preparation. Now let's think about what we need to do week on week, okay? And again, this is really simple. I want you to perform one strength training session once a week and one cardio session once a week. Just to start with. And then once you've owned that, once you've made that a habit, once you will not go you, you will not go a week without doing these two sessions, that's when we can add another one on. You can add another one on here and there, absolutely. But these two are your non-negotiables. Yep. All right. So when we're talking about strength training, we're mainly talking about lifting weights. This will be a mixture of machines and free weights, like barbells, kettlebells and dumbbells. (coughs) The machines are pin-loaded and um, plate-loaded. But it will be a mix of functional work as well, stuff like pushing a sled, for example, or carrying weights over distance. But we're focusing on getting strong. That's the idea. And then the cardio is sort of on the opposite end of the spectrum. We just want to build your capacity. So by that, we mean we jump on a cardio machine, or we do more high volume and more high rep workouts to work your, not just your muscles, but your circulatory system, your heart, your lungs, and how you pump your blood. So I want to dive a bit deeper into strength training, right? Yep. So we know strength is our foundation. We mentioned that before. And so we'll always program strength just about in any program we're doing, whether it's weight loss, muscle building, or what have you. It's always, it's always good to come back to the, to the power of your nervous system and how much output your nervous system can have. Just because of its bang for buck effect, but what it also does is it builds muscle or it tones muscle. And I know you love the the word muscle muscle tone. Hate it. Yeah. So, that, but um it's a great marketing ploy. But the fact is, your muscles they grow or shrink. That's it. You can't lengthen them. You can't make them more pliable. You can't tone them. They just that that's just what they do. But the effect of muscle building goes far beyond looking a certain way it also creates a bigger reservoir for you to hold fuel for your muscles it increases your metabolism so when you're at rest you're burning more calories which is obviously quite beneficial for for weight loss and and long-term weight loss but it also shapes your body what one thing cardio doesn't do is change your silhouette it does in a way by burning fat But if you want your shoulders to poke out more, yep, you can do a bit of cardio to reveal the shoulders more, but it's not going to make them protrude anymore. Strength training does that. So if you want to change the way your body is shaped, strength training will do that for you with appropriate cardio training um, applied. And the way I like to start most people out is on a whole body split. So This means every time you go to the gym, you're doing a movement uh, for each movement pattern of your body or thereabouts. So you'll do a movement for your legs, a movement for your back, a movement for either your chest or your shoulders, a push movement, and then I like to do a midline movement or a core movement or a moving movement like a sled push or or a carry of sorts um, for structural stability. So if you you haven't trained for a while or at all before, there's a couple of things I can already pick out. Glutes are probably going to be underactive. Your hip flexors, the front of your hips are going to be really short because we sit down a lot. And your core is probably going to be pretty weak. Yep. And we know, there's, we know the core is important because it connects every other part of the body. It holds us upright. Everything, all power, either comes through or is started from the midline. And if we can strengthen that and learn how to express power from that, it's going to set us up for, for a much better time down the track. So I like to train for it, particularly in people who are starting exercise. So what this workout could look like for you is a leg press, It could look like a shoulder press machine, an overhead press, a cable row machine, and then a plank. Super simple. Four exercises. That's really all we need to do. How many times you do that? I'd often start with two sets. That's all we need of eight repetitions on each. So you do eight reps of a leg press, eight reps of a shoulder press, eight reps of a cable row, and then for your core movement, two sets of 30 seconds of a plank. Or if you want to take it a step further Jump on a sled push and do 30 seconds of a sled push, and then rest. In between those two sets, I want you to have 90 seconds rest. And I want you to feel how long that is, because if you've never trained before, just sitting there and doing nothing for 90 seconds feels like an eternity. But trust me, as you get as your training age increases, 90 seconds is nothing. It feels it feels very
1: short. And you're setting yourself up success for success if you really get used to timing out like your 90 seconds your 30 seconds figuring out your rest is a really good stepping stone to success in the future oh 100 percent. and if
0: if you're if you're listening to this and you go oh but i'm hearing people say 30 seconds rest 45 seconds rest look it's i think it's it's sort of that's sort of hype if you look at the research papers if we want if we want to gain strength which is what we're trying to do longer rest periods will do that if you want to gain muscle it's the same and so don't be afraid to rest that little bit
1: longer. And you might be coming into the gym with heaps of motivation. You're like, all right, let's get this done. I've got 30 minutes. And you might have a short amount of time, but you might be trying to go guns blazing. Let's get through all of this, really amp up the intensity. But mm-hmm. that's when you're kind of setting yourself up for failure in the future mm-hmm. or just getting through the exercises as you should be getting through them. Absolutely. Be, be motivated, but be, be, be scientific. Yeah.
0: <laughs> be smart about what you're doing. <laughs> So we've got four movements, right? Two sets, eight repetitions repetitions on each, 30 seconds on that last exercise. And then when you start at two sets and then over the next sort of four or five weeks, just add another set on. Remember the minimal effective dose is what we're looking for and then we want to be able to progress you. And the way I progress is just adding another set on at the four-week mark, so then you'll do three sets of eight and then work your way up to four sets of eight towards the end of this 12-week block and you'll be putting yourself in a, a pretty good position. But what we're trying to do is week after week, probably because you're new, We want the weights to go up. We don't want you to do more reps. We don't want that just yet. We want to save that for the next phase. We just want you to lift more weight within those eight repetitions and within those sets.
1: All right. So, Bart, with someone like this, they might be a beginner. How much time is this going to take, this little, like, strength session? Mm. How long should they be in there for? What's the minimum? What's the maximum?
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm not too worried about time. These four movements you could get done in about 35 minutes. It's not. Yep. It's 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 not much, particularly if you're doing two sets. Obviously, as soon as you add three and four on, you're essentially doubling your time. Yep. By the end of it, but for so 45 minutes max is sort of where it's at.
1: Yeah, and this is a good way to te- like mm. with just four exercises and testing how long you're actually in the gym for. You might then realize, oh, I haven't been resting long enough. I've I'm mm-hmm. resting too much um and then you can fluctuate and figure it out absolutely yeah.
0: yeah and so what we're talking about here is variables so we're trying to change certain variables of your session we don't want to change all of them right and rest it's essentially is a variable and so we want you to do that once a week that strength training session for the first for the first 12 weeks if you get to to week 6 and you're like all right i've made this i've made this a habit i really love this yep. add in a second strength session so you could do two strength sessions a week and one cardio session we'll talk about cardio in the second um, but make that session just different exercises. So it's the same body parts, a leg, a push and a pull movement, and then a core movement, um, but just change the exercise. And if you're still sort of a bit, a bit lost on exercise, like a, what the exercises are, what their names are, the technique and all that sort of stuff, a start slow, like a jump on old, old YouTube. There's some great tutorials on there. A lot of our PTs and club managers have programs and technique stuff ready for you already. So have a chat to your club manager. They might be able to help you out as well. Um, and remember we're here to learn right here to learn how to knit we're here to learn how to exercise so take your time we're we're in no hurry and uh, and 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 don't be embarrassed no one um no one will be staring at you if it's your first time on the shoulder press i can guarantee that right definitely not so that's strength work and i want to finish on cardio yep so again we want to approach this in a really simple way if you're not doing any cardio at the moment any cardio will help you right now and a part of the reason why i like to include it is to make you healthier. A healthier body will burn fat faster and will build muscle faster. And uh, contrary to popular belief, if calories and protein are factored for, it won't ruin your gains if it's programmed right. And so that's why I like to include it in most beginner programs. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to find a cardio machine. There's heaps of them in our gyms. You can go for the, the powered cardio machines, which are your treadmills, your ellipticals, your stationary bikes. These are the ones that are plugged in and often have a TV screen on them. Or you can start to learn and practice the the ergs or the high-intensity exercise pieces, the self-powered cardio. This is stuff like a ski erg, a rower, an air bike, a power tower, whatever your gym may have. These are the ones I lean towards just because you can produce more power on them and they require a bit of skill to learn, which I like. And the sooner you can learn that skill, the better you can express that skill. And all I want you to do is jump on, do one minute at 80% effort, so we're not maxing out, and then one minute at 40% effort. And to start with, so I want you to do that four times. And and then that's
1: it. Okay, so run. let's run this back a bit. 80% sure. effort. 100% yep. effort is you're gassing it 100% of your effort, like sprinting? Yes, like
0: 10 out of
1: 10 effort. 10 out of 10, 80%, 8 out of 10, 8 and 40% is 40 and light jog, you would uh, yeah. say, you think? So you know, you sh- if it's a treadmill, you know?
0: That's a great, yeah, good point. It's a, a light jog. You should be able to hold a conversation at 40%. You shouldn't yeah. be able to hold a conversation, maybe partial conversation at 80%. No.
1: So we don't want you to max out. Especially if you're yet. a beginner. Yeah, 100%. 100%, 100%. I don't think Us- <laughs> Us- Usain Bolt will be able to hold a conversation at
0: 80%. No. And so if you think about that workout, do that four times, it's eight minutes. Minimal effective dose. We don't need to be doing a 5 J start small and then build your way up Um, and then simply add on another round or another minute every week and then you'll get to a point where you're doing you know 15 20 minutes of this same thing on this piece of cardio feel free to change your cardio machines feel free to to move between cardio machines you might do one minute on the ski and then actually take one minute off and then do one minute on a row and then take one minute off i don't mind but i found this sort of um um, this fartlek approach to cardio which is a, a sports performance term of a style of training it sort of ticks the box of it ticks the box of most cardio pursuits you get getting a bit of aerobic work you get getting a bit of anaerobic work and it's just a really simple way to get used to yep. um to doing cardio
1: now what would you say to someone this is a really good minimal effective dose mm. but someone might have the motivation to keep going you don't want to Necessarily go into the all the way to the gym mm-hmm. to do ten minutes of cardio mm-hmm. and leave. Mm-hmm. What do you suggest in a day like that that you can add to that to kind of make it a full kind of workout? Brilliant
0: question, Jacob. You really you're really embracing the layman here because you're right. Going to workout might and doing ten minutes of work might not seem like much to you. Trust me, it is. But either side of that, there's there's something of not touching on it uh, in this guide, but mobilization and stretching. If you've never if you've never exercised before, you do a lot of sitting, you live in a modern day world, there are going to be parts of your body that are super tight and if we can release those parts of the body, you'll hit better ranges of motion in your strength work, you'll be able to move freer in your cardio work which will lead to more results. Yep. And so stretching and mobilising are really good uh, beforehand. So if you come into the the gym for your cardio session, um, some leg swings, some dynamic stretching is a good way to go. Do your cardio session, and then do a slightly longer um, recovery stretching session. could be like a quad stretch, uh, a pigeon stretch, or if you you do yoga, holding some yoga poses um, are a really good way to do that too. And then you're off. But once you start doing the um, sort of the 20-minute cardio sessions, you might find time for that's a bit limited, but
1: highly recommend still having that in your routine. And this is a good time like to assimilate, not assimilate, this is a good time to familiarise yourself. That's my word. Yeah, familiarise yourself (laughs) with the bits of equipment in the gym yeah, so yeah. you might be doing this cardio thing and you go all right i've seen the leg leg curl machine over there i'm just going to do a set of yeah, that nice. just to figure out how this is used so next time when i come in for my strength session i'm not fiddling about and trying to figure that out so mm. go around the gym get used to it the exercises you've seen online or the whatever you in your training program and just try it out for one one set and then Get going that. with something else. I love that a lot.
0: And uh, if you are a bit apprehensive and perhaps you don't know what the what the machines are in the gym or the movements are, simply spending more time in the gym will make you more comfortable. So use that time use that time wisely. And always reach out to your card manager. They're always up for a chat to make you feel comfortable too. So team, to reiterate here, what we've got is one strength training session, four exercises, whole body session, that once a week, and a cardio session. And then, if you're feeling good, add in that second strength session a week. And then hold those habits, hold those three sessions through the entire 12 weeks. And if you get to a point where you feel like you're plateauing and you need a little bit more, here are some ways you can progress this, this simple routine. Um, increasing the weights is the first thing to go to. Remember, that's, what we want, that, that's our priority for this foundation building. We can add reps on um, a bit later. But if you do hit the 12-week mark and you're, you're a bit like, what do I do now? Feel free to change your rep range. When I look at rep ranges, I like to polarise. So if I'm doing a low rep range for 12 weeks, I then like to move into a higher rep range rather than a moderate rep range. Eight mm-hmm. reps, I would consider moderate. It's sort of in between high and low, which is a good place to start for most people. So feel free to play with your rep ranges. Add add four on to go to 12 reps or take some off and go a bit heavier. Do you know four to six repetitions as well on the on safe movements. That's a way to progress. Um, changing your exercise, which we sort of touched on before. And if you do want to change your exercise or add in that second strength training session a week, instead of doing a leg press, understand the basics of a box squat, simply sitting down to a box and standing up. If you want to change your shoulder press, a dumbbell chest press is a good alternative. And If you want to change your cable row, a lat pull-down machine is a good alternative for that. And there are a host of different core core exercises out there that I'm sure we all do, so feel free to to alter those up as well.
1: Yeah, and if it's not feeling like this is too much for you, and you can handle going mm. another day or more than just the two or three times a week. Feel free, mm. don't burn yourself out. Mm. But what would you suggest to someone, but they work nine to five, mm. they go at, they only have certain periods of the, the day where they can go. Mm. Do you do you have a rest day in between these days? Do if people only have those two days, say Saturday and Sunday, that they feel like they can train, mm-hmm. would you suggest? Doing it on the weekends back-to-back back, or always having a rest day? How do you plan out your week?
0: Yeah, if you, if you have a tight schedule, just get them in where you can and, yep. w- and whatever suits you. Again, remember a priority here is building habits. And if doing them you know, three days in a row is the best way for you to build a habit and the other sort of four days of the week are tough schedule-wise, bay them out three days in a row, that's fine. But ideally, we want at least one rest day in between strength training sessions. I don't mind backing up strengths and these cardio sessions, so you can do them back to back on um, on different days. Um, but try and have a rest day in between your strength sessions uh, as as a priority for rest is, is sort of my recommendation. So there we have it, a very a very simple and redone guide to exercise for beginners. Now this is a, this is part one of a three part series. Next week, we'll touch on um, a beginner's guide to nutrition, which, which will be a lot of fun. We'll touch on calories and macros and the very basic foundation we want you to build with your nutrition. Again, over these first 12 weeks, it'll coincide with the program that we've sort of just described to you. And then the week after that, we'll touch a bit on recovery, which, which will be a lot of fun as well. So um, thank you guys for watching. Again, if you're new here, follow, listen to the show, listen to past episodes, future episodes, start putting that fitness puzzle together week after week. And we will see you in the next episode.
1: Peace out. Bye.